Hey, what's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am positive Chuck Mockler. And we are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Yes. Coming at you five times a week with all the Clippers news. Damn right. All right, so we're going to recap the first L of the oh. of the scrimmage, uh, of the scrimmages thus far in the bubble. Uh, Clips went down 102 to 106 to the Kings. I got our number now. It's over, boys. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and not overreact to that one. Uh, but we'll talk about what we liked and what we didn't like in this performance. Uh, and then it is Twitter Tuesday. If you would ever like your question to get featured on the show, go ahead, send that over to at Locked On Clips. Uh, thank you so much to all the lovely folks who sent their questions in ahead of time. We love it. Uh, and then we got to talk the, the Lou Will situation. It seems that this trip to Magic City is not going away. Uh, Perk, of course, had some stuff to say about it. And, this guy. And some former Clippers came <laughs> to Lou Will's defense, which you'll love to see. So we're going to be talking all that in shavings. Uh, so stick around for all that and more. So, yeah, the Clippers uh, fell to the Mighty Kings, uh, 102 to 106 in the final scrimmage game. I don't know. This one felt like, you know, like the f- first of all, I think the big story was Zoo played. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Zoo played. He also said he had COVID, which was the reason he wasn't in bubble. Yeah. So, I mean, we had our assumptions, I guess, about that. Yeah. But it, nothing had been explicitly stated. Um, I'm guessing that that was just his preference. Mm-hmm. But he did say that he had COVID and was asymptomatic. Uh, he was just mostly tired for a couple of days. <laughs> Yeah, which I mean, for someone who had COVID, nah, not too bad, I guess. Like not it was nice bad. to see him out there. He's healthy, he's safe, which is good. Um, what did you like from this scrimmage? Um, so overall, the field goal percentage wasn't great. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I did like that we took fifty-one threes in this game. Uh, and Doc said he would have liked to see even more. Where, uh, where is this coming from? <laughs> like, it's so new. Well, so he kind of clarified that, you know, the Clippers are not a team that necessarily th- – that de-incentivizes the two-point shot. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some they – ha- they have a lot of folks who are, you know, pretty killer in the mid-range. But he said that they're, the thing that did bother him were there was some kind of highly contested twos, and he would have liked to see those uh, at least be attempts from three. But this this number 51 is like it, – it's it's pretty wild because that's – seven more attempts than the Rockets who average more three-point attempts than anybody uh, per game. Yeah, they're they're at like the 44 number. uh, And it's up significantly from our average of about 33 attempts. (laughs) uh, Almost a cool dub. Yeah, that's not bad. (laughs) Uh, So, I I mean, I was happy to see that. Obviously, it would have been better if, uh, you know, if shots would have actually gone down um instead of just bricking but i'll talk about some that some more and what we didn't like what what were you liking from this one to go with the shooting thing i mean pg just looks ready to completely just light it up from the three-point line like pg is doing that thing where you just walk on the court and make all your three-point shots (laughs) like the dude is is looking i'm so excited to see pg kind of i don't know Kawhi. we're going to talk about what we didn't like which is shooting but you know, maybe the first half, but nothing to overreact there. But like, I don't know. I think Paul George, we're going to maybe see 
Paul George get relied on a little bit in these opening bubble games just because of how good his outside shooting is right now. Um, hit four Agreed. of seven. And I think his passing went underrated in this game. He only had three assists. But like you said, the field goal percentage was bad. He could have had a couple more assists. Yeah, for sure, if people had knocked down shots. Uh, I was also a little bit relieved uh, to see his handle looking a little bit better. Yeah. I thought in that second scrimmage, um, it was just a little loose. He had a couple of turnovers. Um, it, I, I guess I had some concern that you know maybe he he wasn't like cu- quite up to scuff uh, on that <laughs> yeah. front. And and especially with, with Pat being out, you know, we're going to need him we're going to need him to play make some. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it was good to see that kind of, kind of tightened up. I also, uh, I got to shout out Marcus Morris. I thought that he had some oh. really, some really unselfish plays today. Um, just making, just making solid passes uh, to kick out to open shooters. He hit Reggie for one. He hit, I can't remember who he hit for another one, but he had two assists. Um, Noah, he hit Noah with a sick oop when everyone that, was like, Oh, <gasps> That was it. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, uh, Clippers and, Twitter really liked that one. <laughs> and he was, you know, the second leading scorer behind only, you know, freaking Paul George. So, uh, you know, he's he's doing exactly what we need him to do. I think that he's settled into this role a little bit better than he had. Well, at least than we had seen in those games leading up to the unfortunate stoppage. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it seems like the time off, he just had time to maybe learn what's going on more because I think that helps with learning your new role too is just learning the offense in general. Um, You don't have to go back onto those bad habits. Um, Another thing, so like the starters were all pretty good in this game. Like the starters, it was like, great. I think at one point they had like like 47 of the 80 points we scored or something like that. Um, But man looked good. He took five shots. He hit um, four of them. So like... (laughs) I'm not mad at that. Six boards again. I, I said in the in the game preview, I kind of wanted to see him get some more boards because he's just big for a guard, and he did. Um, yeah. So I like the aggressiveness. I still don't – I'm obviously not really comfortable with him <laughs> out there for a lot of minutes, and I don't know how many he's going to get in these bubble games. Um, but it's nice to see him getting this run in. Yeah, so this kind of brings me to one final point in the what we like. Uh, out of the final huddle, uh, Doc put – in um amir coffee uh so i am wondering i i'm not gonna put terrence really even in this conversation but who do you want in in a defense like let's call it a like a when you need a defensive stop um whether it be against a second unit or third string unit or or whatever it's probably not actual clutch clutch minutes but maybe to end one of the quarters um do you want Magruder or do you want coffee? Because uh, it seems like maybe Doc is right now leaning a little coffee. Man, coffee's playing well. So I think right now I'd lean coffee, but I think in a situation I'd want to vet because there's also just the the chance that coffee could commit a rookie move, maybe get a hack or something like that. Totally. Um, but that's also, you know, that's an old coach. That's an old man coach piece of logic but i mean if coffee was playing good that game i'd i'd put him in because he jumps passing lanes like he's a he's a long energetic dude who i'm assuming this isn't uh like an inbounds play um yeah. almost like a sendaria situation i'd maybe go coffee who would you go uh i th- i i don't know man i keep going back and forth uh i think rodney's looked a lot better through these scrimmage games mm-hmm. um but just 
I don't know. Coffee just maybe it's because it just looks like he's doing a lot on the floor. Yeah, it, like it makes me feel. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel like he's a little bit more active. Frantic um, pace, I would say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like a. It's like a bee. Um, <laughs> so I. But either one of these guys. I mean, this is a great problem to have. Uh, yeah. And 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 we don't know what these guys' minutes are going to look like in a, in a, the playoff scenario. But I. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel um, uncomfortable with any of these guys, or I'd maybe even throw Terrence Mann in that conversation, getting a few minutes uh, during those eight regular season games. That's a good call. Which is which is not how I felt coming into the scrimmage. So yeah, that's that's a big thing we like. So what what didn't you like about this one? I mean, the second unit was just not good. Uh, except yeah. for man, like man was the only person on the second unit who I think made more than, uh, yep. No, no, he, he, no he made more uh, than Noah hit three. So he had him. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I don't know. Patterson, Jermichael shoot shot horribly. Yeah. So we talked about, I loved the attempts. Uh, I didn't love <laughs> the efficiency yeah. from three. Uh, yeah. Patterson and Jermichael combined for two of 10, uh, look, Patterson, um, you know, he's going to have ups and downs. Um, he's yes. looked great. He's looked great thus far. So I'm willing to give this one an outlier performance. Yeah. He's not going to crush at every scrimmage. And man, we've talked about this all season though. Uh, I do at times worry about Jamichael. Uh, yeah. overall he's kept, you know, he's kept that, um, I, he's kept his three point percentage. I want to say around like the 38% mark, like it's not awful or anything. Um, but the situation with Jamichael at the five, which Doc seems to still love, really only works if he's a threat from outside to me. Yeah. If he's not really hitting, they're just going to be like, okay, <laughs> like do your thing, Jamichael. <laughs> Take that shot. Um, and then there's no one really to rebound it if it's a soft rebound. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, I think the biggest thing a lot of Clippers fans didn't like is how many minutes Kawhi Leonard played. <laughs> Yeah, this was absurd to me. <laughs> Killed it in the um, second half. His second half was great. It looked like Kawhi was a little more. His third quarter, he they didn't neither yeah, Paul George or, or Kawhi played in the fourth. Yeah, thankfully, um, which I did like. Yeah, that was good. But like the fact that Kawhi played so many minutes, it was. I mean, I, he got the one good quarter, which was great. But it was like, dude, get take him off the floor. I wanted PG out after he made a second three. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> we've seen enough. He's yeah, gonna- we got it. Um, I don't know. That Minnesota was kind of annoying because we play on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. What else did you not like? Well, Zoo, so we talked about this, and he looked a little out of shape. Um, That's Zoo's thing. Obviously, he, he hasn't got <laughs> to practice as much as the, the other guys. Uh, you know, it's his first scrimmage, um, and, and we still don't know how, how much even being asymptomatic could have affected his conditioning uh with the covid situation yeah uh so i you know i'm kind of willing to let that slide but uh i don't know if doc will do are, are we are we worried at all about uh joakim especially just with how good he's looked cutting into sue's minutes which coming into the break were only around 15 minutes per game I think it's a definite possibility. I was pretty, you know, Zoo had, he grabs, he had six boards and he had four fouls, which mm-hmm. you love to see in 13 minutes. Um, so we kind of got vintage Zoo. I was happy to see his presence down there. Um, but I think it what, was felt like, yeah, it, it definitely was felt. But I think what Joachim does can unlock 
some some shooting lineups more than what Zoo can do. Um, yeah. And, yeah, the minute situation for Zoo is going to be really interesting to look at on Thursday. Definitely. And I think, I mean, I think given uh, the absence of, of Trez, I think Joakim's, like, uh, contribution to the offense is definitely an interesting wrinkle. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Zoo doesn't really have that kind of passing ability at all. Better um, passer than Trez, but, yeah, definitely not as good as uh, Joakim. I don't know if he's a better passer than Trez, but but yeah, so that, that's going to be interesting to see how, how those rotations end up working out. Um, especially if Jamaica isn't shooting well, uh, that, you know, that it's not, it's not worrisome, but it's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting problem. Um, so how are we feeling going into these seeding games? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, doc talk, uh doc talk doc, <laughs> doc talked a little bit about um the availability for some of our guys uh Shamit will be available for that thursday game oh, yeah. um he also listed bev as a firm maybe which is like dude i don't what <laughs> so we'll see what we have as far as that goes still i mean obviously lou is going to miss the first two seeding games uh and still no official word um, on what's going to go down with Trez. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I think it's the same sentiment where I'm just like, I'm excited to see what happens. I have no idea what's going to happen on Thursday. Excited to see Yokim get out there and kind of game speed to see what his conditioning looks like. Um, and yeah, I'm just feeling pretty, pretty good about <laughs> going into these seating games. Wanted to do a quick conspiracy note. So stats.nba.com in the G League, I think, have some wires crossed. I don't think this mm-hmm. is an actual conspiracy. But Motley's been listed as a DNP coach's decision on this game and the last game, which makes absolutely no sense. And I'm not really sure why it's happening. I think it's just a clerical error. Um, yeah. But part of my obsessiveness really hopes it gets fixed because it's very annoying to look at. <laughs> um, but just something to keep an eye on if you are a conspiracy head. Uh, coming back for this, we're going to be going over Twitter Tuesday questions. But first, Will, where, what can I do if I have a bunch of money and I don't care what happens to it? Well, sports are back, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, we've been waiting for this day since March, and we've only got one thing on our mind, my bookie. Uh, my bookie has up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams. And with the start of Major League Baseball for however much longer that ends up lasting, <laughs> uh, just around the corner, uh, there's never been a time to start playing. With my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. Uh, so why stop with baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. And in this case, that means basketball, hockey, football. Once again, pending the actual continuation of those sports. My bookie is already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. Uh, There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today, and MyBookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager, which... Enter. Better use it. Who knows how that's going to turn out. (laughs) All you got to do is enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA when signing up. Remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. All right, welcome to Twitter Tuesdays. Just, hey. put, just put so much money down on the Marlins tonight. Truly excited. Um, <laughs> That's going to pay off. That's yeah. going to pay big. I want to thank everyone for sending their questions. You can send those to at Locked on Clips. Also, feel free to follow us. That's a good time. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, let's just get right into it. At second gen LAC, good to see if things are going right in that family. Um, wonders, do you think that not having all of our pieces against the Lakers may benefit us in the playoffs if when we face them? Maybe they won't be as ready to face the whole team in the playoffs. Uh, so I think that's definitely an interesting point. I mean, you know, we saw in the last matchup that Doc certainly wasn't um, tilting his playoff hand in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's also kind of a nice litmus test um, for our depth. Uh, I, you know, I think at full strength, our our depth is um, a, a lot more talented than what the Lakers are, are putting out there. But missing potentially two twenty point uh, around, you know, it, I guess eighteen point per game scorers. <laughs> hey man, no one's arguing. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, uh, you know the. Uh, the drive of our team and, and Patrick Beverly with the, you know, such a defensive identity. I think that's an interesting litmus test uh, to see where everybody else is at. Cause the thing is, um, you know, in a, in a seven game series, if it, if it does end up going that long, um, you know, more than likely a lot of these guys are going to get some amount of run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to see, you know, what, what people like Landry Shamit um, can do with this opportunity, what people uh, like Reggie can do with this opportunity, what people like Joe Keem uh, and even, you know, Avita, who has, you know, been uh, the starter in every Lakers matchup, but like what he's able to do with that. Um, and it also kind of forces Doc to be a little bit more experimental, both uh, with the center rotations uh, missing yeah. Trez, obviously, and also with the guard rotations. Um, I, I, I think that, um, you know, while a bunch of these guys who will get playing time won't get as many minutes, uh, it's still cool to get a look at some of these guys to see, you know, what that looks like going into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm excited to see what kind of new weird wrinkles Doc maybe figures out. Like maybe there's a matchup he's truly never – like maybe Amir Coffey just somehow has someone on the Lakers number for some reason. <laughs> like we haven't ever seen totally. anything like that. So there might be some weird matchups that we're going to get, you know, kind of added or something to Doc's uh, – I could see Coffey shutting down uh, Quinn Cook. Just some random – you know what I mean? Like some random thing like that where it's like, oh, hell yeah, Coffey might be a weird Laker killer. Um <laughs> So I'm excited to see what happens with that. I don't necessarily think it makes the Lakers like, I don't think they're going to be like, all right, this is the team we're going to prepare for for the playoffs then. Like, I think they're still as well prepared against us as we are against them, no matter who's out there, like in the long run. 100%. And I I weirdly think, um, and this isn't just like a a pride for being a Clipper thing. I weirdly (laughs) think that this is like one of, the least important games in these eight games. Oh, the just first one? Hell yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's the first game ramping back up. The Lakers are in the one seed. They're secured in the one seed. Yeah. Um, if, you know, if I was Vogel, which I'm clearly not, uh, I don't know <laughs> how much, you, you know, you're, I don't know how much you're going to tilt your playoff hand uh, from a strategic standpoint. And I don't know, um, if, you know, especially given the absences from our roster, if they're going to do the thing where they keep one of AD or LeBron on the floor at all times, like it seems maybe a little silly, but you know, that's just me. I do agree. It is silly, but they're, uh, they're a bunch of silly people over there on that side of the hall. Um, <laughs> Sky Paul asks without Lou for the first two games, we still have a chance to go seven and one or eight. No. So oh, I actually, <laughs> yeah. Why, a, why no. did you, why, why um, did you? <laughs> So I actually pulled this question to uh, Clippers Twitter and everyone pretty much kind of settled in the like six and uh, two 
like five th- and I, three range, but I think it's closer to five and three. I'm like, I, think I don't closer think we're going six and two still. Like, I think it's still five and three. Yeah, I mean, we just don't have to go <laughs> that hard. Eight no, um, I'd be like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, and, and like, I, I could see maybe some of the later. Actually, I don't even know. Given the matchups, uh, I I just don't know the minute load that we're. I, I just doubt we're see Kawhi at higher than like a twenty five minute threshold. To be perfectly honest, like, with say you. you win the first seven, and then the eighth game gets there, and they're like, all right, same minutes load for everybody. Let's get this done. <laughs> I, I mean, if we if happen. we win if 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 we win seven games, which is not going to happen, uh, leading up to the eighth game, I think George and Kawhi both sit. Yeah, I hope so. What are you going to do if we go eight and zero? Um, I'm, dude. I got to be honest. I would not even be that psyched. <laughs> like, I, I honestly, I'd say, what's the point? I'd be like, we're gassed. What, like, I'd just what, be freaked out. What truly? What's the point? I'm like, we're still the two seed. Now we're just tired. What was the point of this? Um, Step back. Tree wants to know. We kind of talked about this in the first segment. If Yokim has shown enough to get rotation minutes, I, I'm a firm yes on this. Uh, I hope he I, gets them. Yeah, I I think that his uh, his passing has looked great. Um, he's you know his his defensive ability obviously is a little bit tied to his athleticism, which is you know lower than it was. Um, but especially you know given the absence of Trez, we're you know we have to see him in rotation minutes. Yeah. And I think you know getting a look at what he looks like in an actual NBA game, not a scrimmage, um, will further determine that. Uh, but I, I I mean what I've seen. I think he's definitely deserving of, you know, five to eight minutes, you know, probably in, in, in regular rotation. I think Joseph Rye Ward had the tweet where he was like uh, a co-host of the Clipset pod um, where he was like, man, Yoakim's going to play the shit out of those eight minutes in the playoffs or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly, that's a perfect way to say it. Like he's going to come in and be such, you know, like a, like a, he's going to be like a cloud of gnats for the other team. It's just going to be annoying for those eight minutes that he's in there. Um, yeah, definitely. And he, I mean, I, we keep harping on it, but like his passing has just been insane. Yeah. He also does this thing I like when he checks in, like when he does a check ball from behind half court, he'll like pass it in and then he'll do this kind of like dickish slash cocky kind of skip walk behind <laughs> the point guard as they take the ball up, which I am, I could not be more of a fan of as someone who has made their bones as an annoying defender in high school sports. <laughs> that's a classic move. Um, Chenny John with another heater of a question. Shout out Chenny John. Dude, this dude always has good ones. Outside of Lou Will, which Clipper is likely to have a menu slash drink item named after him and for what? We have Trez's Breads, <laughs> uh, Leonard's Licorice, uh, Jamichael's falafel, which is already my favorite because it doesn't rhyme at all, and I love falafel. <laughs> Magruder shooters, and then Wait, what are, is that like an oyster shooter or like a shot of alcohol? Let's go, let's go oysters, dude. Okay, um, and then Mons flan <laughs> or Mans flan because his man, last name's man. man. Well, maybe you pronounce it Midwest and you say Mans flan. <laughs> uh, I'd like to throw one. I'll in. take a Mans flan. <laughs> a Vitas pizza. Uh, oh, that's a good one. That's you know, it's one. just it's it, it could be either a great frozen food product, or, dude. Avitsa's pizza is a, a bestseller overseas. <laughs> or it could be uh, like you could go fancy with it. You could go like a California pizza kitchen style, and it's a uh, pretzel crust, of course. 
I think Avitsa's pizza is a plain cheese pizza, frozen, <laughs> no sauce. <laughs> no, it's, he's got he's got sauce. All right, so I like Avitsa's pizza a lot. Um, I think Jamichael's falafel is good because I can see. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either, but for some reason, I can perfectly picture Jamichael Green doing like like throwing the falafel in the air and then catching it in the wrap like they do. Um, yeah. That'd be a good time. Uh, man's flan in the in the Midwest would be really good though too. Yeah, I think that one's great. <laughs> I I like Trez Trez breads too, because uh, you know you could go a lot of ways with it. Maybe it's your regular bakery bread. Uh, maybe it's um sweet breads. You know the, the Ooh, weird meat. Have meat you ever situation. had sweet breads? I have. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Um, man, shout out Chenny John. I want some Magruder's oyster shooters right now. <laughs> How do you feel about oyster shooters? I love uh, oysters, uh, mm-hmm. I, but I'm a half, I'm an oyster on the half shell guy. I'm not really like a shooter. No, I'm a, I'm a shell guy. I like to, you know, I really like to honor the animal as I'm eating it. Um, coming up after this, we're going to be talking Lou Will first perk. All right. So arguably the biggest storyline in Clippers news today yeah, was weirdly. Uh, Kendrick Perkins going at Lou William uh, for his now very famed uh, Magic City lunch. Yeah. So Lou, Perk basically said that Zion showed more maturity than Lou Will. Um, he's like a rookie showed more maturity than a vet. And then uh, Lou Will quoted it, quoted the clip and said, 15 years in this business and the most dirt you have on my name is stopping to get hot wings during a pandemic. Perk, shut up and stop laughing and saying it's just TV when you run into me too. Damn. <laughs> and then Bev, Lou, or then Bev, Trez, Rome, and Sind all came to lose the fence. This is so great because I hope this is starting. I saw a tweet that said Kendrick Perkins is the DJ academics of the NBA. Uh, Oh, easy. Yeah. (laughs) I can't remember who found it, but if you find that tweet, please like it. Um, And I hope this is the start of other players being like, yeah, this guy's a complete moron. (laughs) And it's disrespectful because Lou was there for a funeral. I feel like Perk has been disrespectful to the Clippers for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if he's negging us, uh, which perk, we're not. <laughs> which does work. I got to be honest. It's worked anytime I've been nagging a Clippers player. It seems like they're great. Uh, we most recently saw it with Terrence Mann, but yeah. uh, <laughs> you're really in that guy's head. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I, I mean, obviously they haven't heard me, but just putting it out in the universe. Yeah, the energy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope. I, I kind of hope this stops it because. The thing that sucks is that it's Kendrick Perkins, so he's definitely going to say something about it. Um, And I don't know. I love that Lou is stepping up so hard to be like, stop saying it's just TV when you run into me. Like, that's the thing with a lot of... I love that. That's the thing with a lot of these takes where it's like these former players where it's like, dude, you weren't in the league that long ago. Like, we still all see each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) We're all at the same functions. And you like to (laughs) pretend you're part of this, you know, the NBA player you know, club, which you are as a former player, but like you say such egregious shit. Yeah. About is, is Olo Wakandi still part of the player club? Uh, I hope Olo Wakandi pulls up on Perkins. He hasn't, <laughs> he also, Olo Wakandi is a very successful investment banker. Olo Wakandi could like buy the jump, I think, and just shut it down. Uh, uh 
I hope he still gets dapped up when he, yeah, I think, I think of it as being like a uh, sort of like the airports where there's certain lounges oh, uh, yeah. for, for certain credit card members. And I, that's what I'm thinking about in the players lounge. And I very much hope Olukande is still a, uh, uh persona grata there <laughs> they're like we love you Olawakandi. you had such a good workout uh yeah and i don't know i like all the ex the current and former clippers coming to defend him uh lou then tweeted out he was like but again i was here for a funeral who was a man who was a giant in my life like let's make it about that kind of thing um so i yeah, hope this- I, it, it's been wild sorry to interrupt but no, you're good it's been wild that that hasn't been brought up and i think that it's so stupid that it's been turned into this thing that like he left the bubble deceptively to go to a strip club, which can we point out too that the strip club part isn't even open of magic city. Yeah. It's literally just the kitchen. It's and only yes, food. You can, yeah. Well, you can get drinks there. Fine. Yes, you can get drinks there, but like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like this whole thing got blown out of proportion in a way that was kind of unnecessary. They're making it seem like he literally left the bubble to go get wings and then come back. Yes. And the yeah. thing that the thing that's crazy too is that Lou Will outlined the trip. He was like, "Yeah, I went to the funeral, and then I went to Magic City, and then I went and did the other thing." Like to the NBA investigators or whatever. Like at yeah. no point has Lou been Lou's Lou. He's not going to be weird. No, <laughs> and, I, and and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that I I think that he would have been straightforward with the with the league even if the Harlow pick and the DJ pick had had not surfaced. Yeah. I mean, they would have been like, oh, is that a Magic City Wings box? <laughs> You'd be like, uh. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I think what's unfortunate too is that we saw this pick and people jumped to their own conclusions uh, before Lou ever even got a chance to speak on this. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, if we had heard about it later uh, via, you know, Lou himself or the NBA, I, I do think reactions maybe would have been a little different. Yeah, I would have liked a Woj bomb about this. I would have liked Woj <laughs> to have been like... He was I'm... still banned at the time. Oh, damn. I, w- I wish Woj would have been there. <laughs> or suspended, whatever he was. Yeah, banned. Yeah, I think he was shadow banned. Um, <laughs> they doxed Woj. Um, he was anything... put in the shadow realm. <laughs> yeah. Anything else in shavings? No, that's it. I mean, shout out Rome, though, for con- and shout out Sindarius. Uh, yeah. Man, I... I gotta be honest, I miss those dudes. Yeah, Zoo came to his defense too in the post game. He was like, he's been a vet. I played with him when I was on the Lakers. Like, he's yeah. one of the best vets I've ever had. Um, yeah, I miss Roman Sins. Sin was a great locker room dude. Um, yeah. That about wraps it up for Locked on Clips. On, uh, on Wednesday's episode, just kind of a vibe check for the first seeding game against the Clippers on, yeah. or against the Lakers. We are always battling ourselves as these things go. Um, <laughs> hopefully some Trez updates. Still a little shaky on those. What's the, what's the update? Because you know I don't have Instagram. What's, what's the update on his, his Instagram? What, what's going on there? I hadn't seen anything recently today to lead me to believe that he was on his way to the bubble. Um, gotcha. That tweet he, or that post he had the other day was kind of misleading, I would say. I was pretty bummed about that. Uh, but no, nothing crazy today about him. Uh, coming back from the bubble. So he'll post something probably very late in the middle of the night. Um, and then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we've made it. Basketball starts two days after you listen to this. Um, yeah. Will thank work- you for being a clip. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Will, where can these fantastic listeners find us? Uh, you can check us out on iTunes. Uh, please, if you haven't already, 
go ahead and subscribe. Uh, it really means a lot to us. It's, yeah. it's huge for the show and, and the future of the show and growth of the show. Uh, leave a rating and review if you haven't already. Uh, once again, it's it's huge for the future of the show and the growth of the show. We're also on Spotify. Uh, another great way to listen if you're not a Apple Podcast person or yes. you're an and if you're an Android fan, which you know we we still love the Android fam. <laughs> Will just gave a uh, peace song <laughs> for no reason, <laughs> like he was talking to someone from another country. <laughs> <laughs> uh you can also tell your smart speaker to play locked on clippers hell yeah uh i have been positive chuck mockler and i am william the opinion updike uh appreciate you wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.